Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Du Al, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from New York. Today is Friday, August 5th, 2016. Today we're reading from the AA Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we'll be reading on page 87, the last paragraph. As we go through the day, we pause and we'll read through It Works, It Really Does. The reference number for Thursday, um, August 4th, is 8973. Today's readers are um, Kimberly L. for the 12 Steps, Diane G. for the 12 Traditions, and the readers for the main text are Lisa H., Janice B., and Nancy H. Uh, OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through share experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive eating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Kimberly L. to read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Kimberly L., recovered compulsive overeater from Georgia. One, we admitted we were perilous over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I pass. Thank you. I will now ask Diane G. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, everyone. This is Diane G. from New Hampshire. So grateful to be here today. The 12 Traditions. Number one, 
Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they, to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous, Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you. How our meaning works. Our meaning focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meaning does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions of the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the AA Big Book and um, we are on page 87, the last paragraph. As we go through the day, we pause and we'll read through. It works, it really does, and we'll focus our comments on both paragraphs. And I will ask Lisa H. to begin our reading. Good morning. This is Lisa H., um, Grateful Recovered, Compulsive Overeater from Memphis. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show, humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, thy will be done. 
We are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily, for we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. It works. It really does. Um, that, that I have so much, even this small paragraph underlined, um, but a couple of things that stand out to me. First is the word pause. Um, and I would say that that was a, um, for me in recovery, this is a new, a new action um, to pause. Um, in the past, if I, if I were to pause, I would, I would get uncomfortable um, because pausing is a temporary stop in action or speech. And um, again, if I were to pause and start feeling what I was feeling, I would be headed to the pantry most of the time. Um, but in this context, um, I heard someone say some time ago that an acronym for pause is pray and use spiritual energy. Um, and that really spoke to me. Um, it does say to pause when we're agitated or doubtful to ask for the next right thought. Well, if I, um, if I wait till I'm agitated and doubtful, um, it, it makes it a little bit harder for me to connect with my higher power so that if I am pausing on a regular basis throughout my day, um, I was thinking about especially being at work and um, the only time that I get away is when I go to the restroom and I'm invariably washing my hands and asking for that next right action or thought. And so if I continue to practice that throughout the day, especially when I get agitated, um, you know, when I have um, interactions with my siblings particularly and I, and I can't um, run the show and they want to be in control, it's a lot easier for me to pause um, and ask for that next right thought or action. Um, as I have been, um, you know, walking through this recovery process, um, the other thing that they have in quotes is thy will be done. Um, I also love when I heard um, my will and thy will be one, um, which I often think about too. Um, and again, that keeps me um, far less um, out of myself, hopefully, and thinking about how I can be of service to others. And lastly, um, it works. It really does. Um, and that, to me, that should be in italics or it should be in boldface type because if, if we do the work, um, because I have, I have done the work and, and actually continue to do the work um, and do it on a daily basis, it really does, um, it really does create, bring the promises and create a real freedom um, to, to live a, a different life, to live a, um, um, a less selfish, self-centered, fearful, uh, resentful life. Anyway, thanks for letting me share, and I pass. Okay, thank you so much. Um, we'll open up for sharing. Who else would like to share on these paragraphs? Wait a minute. I didn't hear Nancy anyone because everybody spoke at the same time. So let's start again. Nancy Who would like to share? I heard Nancy H. And I'm not hearing anyone. Kim G. from Boston. 
Amy E. KDG from Boston. Okay. I heard Nancy H. KDG. Bella G. Reva. Shannon S. Shannon. Anita S. Anita S. Anita S. Kim, I I think I heard Kim someone. Kim J. Kim G. Okay. Why don't we Why don't we start with those and we'll we'll open it up for sharing. Don't worry, we're gonna stay on this paragraph on these paragraphs, so we'll have more ample opportunity to to give everyone a chance. All right, so we're gonna start off with Nancy H. Katie G. Reba P. Um, I think it was Shannon. Um, Shannon R, Vasa O, Anita S, and Kim Kim G. So Nancy, you're up. Morning. This is Nancy H from Massachusetts, a newly recovered um, compulsive overreader, and I'm so happy to be able to share on this paragraph um, because it's finally coming clear to me today. I'm being new at this. Um, taking the pause has been a challenge for me because a pause is you know to take a break. Um, when I'm agitated, that means I'm kind of resentful and angry. And when I'm living in f- doubt, um, I have fear, worry, and anxiety. And so here I'm trying to get closer to my higher powers. I can. I call it like breathing in God and breathing out agitation and doubt. And uh, by using God's, per- you know, perfect efficiency, letting go of self-will, I'm given these 11-step promises, which is the... Um, the part about uh, we are much less danger than much less danger of excitement and all of that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I um, yeah lost my train of thought. Um, you know I'm I think the part for me that's difficult and I'm starting to learn it and today it's so clear to me that I think I'll remember it is I d- remember the pause. And I take that pause and I say to myself, now, what's a good way without consulting God? I forget to say, thy will be done, show me, you know, an intuitive thought or whatever. And so a perfect example of that is actually this week I I went someplace where someone ruined something that belonged to me. And my first reaction was to be resentful, and immediately I came to the conclusion of, okay, nothing can be done about this. What's the best way I can act in this situation? I guess I, you know, I didn't ask God. I thought about Nancy's self will run riot, but it did come out okay. I took that pause instead of uh, reacting. I responded and I said, well, everybody makes mistakes. And I actually did not feel resentful. I asked myself how I felt and what what I was feeling was sadness that this thing was no longer with me. But other than that, I, I came away from there very peaceful. So when I'm fighting myself, rule run riot, you know, I, before I act in self-destructive ways, if I can remember to consult God and ask that unlimited power to do for me what I can't do for myself. And, um, you know, if, I, if I'm working steps four through nine, which I have done, and I'm willing to do that work, it does work, as it says here. You know, I'm going to experience a different uh, feeling. I'm going to act differently. Instead of feeling what it ca- talks about here, I'm feeling serenity and faith and trust in the power and gratitude and wise, and I make wise decisions. And I'm, I'm not exhausted as I used to be because I'm not in self-will. And then I can live in the solution and be practicing all these positive principles that I learned in the steps. So for me, it's, it's going to be um, trying to remember 
to bring in my higher power and, and ask for his will instead of asking, you know, going on myself will run riot. And um, today I'm experiencing the freedom in my life already because I'm starting to put this as a way of life. You know, it's, it's not just a, something I'm told in the book. It's now going to be a way of life. So I'm very grateful for this program, and I'm really grateful for this paragraph, which I plan on using all the time in my life because it does give me peace. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you. We'll move on to Katie F. Hi, dude. Did you mean Katie G? I or mean Katie G. Sorry, Katie G. Sorry. Oh, no, because I think I heard Katie F too. Okay. Um, I'm assuming you can hear me. I'm going to get my timer. This is, hang on, Katie G, recovered, anorexic, compulsive overeater, and bulimic. So when I was first in abstinence only and when I was being dishonest within program, within abstinence, after having done the steps, I burned up energy foolishly. I was tired all the time. A lot of speakers I hear talk about that. Like, it's exhausting to live in your head or to live in my head when I have a lot of stories. And thank God for this process today. Um, Two days ago, I um, are where I work is um, healthcare, and they're having investigators in. And I did not stay connected with God. So when the big boss came in um, and was asking me questions, I immediately was burning up energy foolishly. I was telling myself stories about her and my value with her, and she's going to find out I'm a failure, and she's going to fire me, and I've got to please her. And let me tell you, by the end of the day, it was like I had gotten on a train and traveled across the country because physically my body is not as used to um, that constant rat cage of voices. And after doing a lot of work, a lot of inventory, I showed up for work yesterday and I, I heard the voices start and I paused and I was like, okay, Katie, like what would be different? What would lo- it look like? You're being asked questions, but like the stories, that's what burning up energy foolishly trying to arrange life to suit me. It's like, oh, for some reason, this world is not supposed to be acting the way it is, right? And so instead of getting caught up in the stories, I took a deep breath, I paused, I put my hand over my heart, and I took care of the task at hand. So that last night, although other, you know, spiritual unrest came up for me, I wasn't exhausted. And that's the difference for me today, is I don't spend all that time. And um, I love remembering, too, that it talks about to watch for excitement. And... Like, I remember, like, I love getting excited. And, you know, the problem with me getting excited is I, you know, it's wonderful, positive energy, great. And I want to be on fire about this program. But please, God, help me be on fire about this program and not be set up for disappointment. Like, when I'm excited, I start to rev, right? And I start to get more and more disconnected with God. And then if things stop going according to my exciting new plan, I fall. And um, I'll just close with, you know, for me, what this means is taking the focus off of who is coming into my life, who is not attending in my life, and putting the focus on who is present. It helps me be present with who and what, and to trust that God is sending me who I need, what I need, when I need, for as long as I need it. So I'm going to keep doing it one more day, and with that, I pass. 
Okay, thank you. Reva P, you're up. Good morning. This is Reva P, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, presently in Montreal. Um, but when I first came into program and started practicing this step, um, I didn't notice this paragraph. So what I did was I would pray in the morning, I would review and pray in the evening. And in the middle of the day, it was like I was a self-will run riot tornado. And I was wondering why I was exhausted all the time and stressed. Um, so then it was pointed out to me to practice throughout the day, constantly, constantly pausing. Um, and it felt like I was going in slow motion, but really the only thing that was going in slower motion was my head. Because when I am in control, when I'm in self-absorption, my head is so busy. It's a, it is exhausting. Um, it takes so much effort um, to just be that way. And when it says it works, I love that sentence. It's one of the shortest sentences and it makes such an impact because I need that reminder. Um, and what is it? It includes the 12 steps and this whole business of prayer and meditation and pausing, you know, talking and listening, asking and then waiting for an answer. Because the whole point here is to improve my conscious contact with a power um, that's greater than myself. And it reminds me of what it says on page 50, that um, if we've done a, a few simple things, <laughs> there's a revolutionary change in my way of living and thinking. And in the face of calamity, I can have new power, peace, happiness, and sense of direction. So I'm in Montreal. It is challenging to watch my mother um, deteriorate with the condition she has. And there are a few simple things the neurologist recommended yesterday. And the truth is, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this calmly, peacefully, tactfully, with tolerance, patience, and consideration for the staff. So I can pray in the morning and set things up. But in the moment, I really do need to ask God, um, for guidance to be the person that he envisions me to be. So I'm very grateful for these clear-cut directions. It's very simple. I just follow what they say, and um, it works. It really does. With that, I pass. Thank you. And we'll move on to Shannon. Shannon, I believe your last initial is M. Correct me if I'm wrong. Press star one to unmute. Hi there. This is Shannon. Um, my last name is F as in flag or fun. Thank you. Yeah. Endless love to the moderators. You guys are peaches for doing what you do. So no worries. Um, so uh, what comes to mind with uh, that was huge in my journey is I was scared to take that pause because I was scared of what God's answer was going to be. So what if I got an answer that wasn't what I wanted to get? Oh, no. Um, so, like, for example, I have this long to-do list of things that I feel I need to get done to actually feel self-accomplished throughout the day, right? Because um, it's all about me. Um, and then if I have this long to-do list, and it, what if God says, Shannon, you're exhausted. Go take a nap. What? That's like... Um, fear of falling behind and if I have to go take a nap then what if these other things won't get taken care of and the story would go on and like it was like you know watching people start to sprint off on this race but the people were just thoughts 
Um, so, you know, my conditioning is I'm a Midwestern woman. You work hard, you go hard, um, to get ahead. And all these beliefs I was addressing in my recent step four is, you know, beliefs of if you're not moving forward, you're falling behind. If you're not, um, getting all the things done throughout the day, you're not good enough. So, um, there's a fear of like losing momentum on productivity if I took that pause throughout the day. Um, however, I started to really take a look at this and I really wanted to feel safe at that pause because that pause is like our power save mode. It's like that moment to recharge our battery really quick, but it's also like turning the GPS on. And let me tell you, I've had a lot of road trips where I haven't turned on the GPS, metaphorically and literally speaking, where I have had to get rerouted so many times because God is always with us. God will reroute us if we, you know, take a turn down an area that wasn't like straight on a path. But, um, you know, if I take that moment to pause and turn the GPS on before I take off on the road, road meaning life, then I can save myself a lot of time and energy. And it's a lot safer, too. So this is a place where I'm really starting to take a look at. And I remember hearing in one convention somewhere, this one gal said, if God could send you a text message on what to do, what would it be? And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so wonderful. So I always try and imagine, like, if God were to text me, um, what's the best option to do next? Um, that's something that I'm really jiving with right now. Hopefully you guys get um, something out of that share. Um, but I am still adjusting those fears of listening to God's answers. I'm still a work in progress, as always. Um, but it's coming along. The step four and step five processes really helped us out a lot. So um, thank you for allowing me to share. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Um, we're going to be moving to Vasa O. Vasa O. You're up. Yeah, thank you, Du, for your service. And I am grateful to be with all of you and grateful recovering compulsive overeater. Calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. I just love this paragraph. You know, it just tells me exactly what I need to practice, practice what I'm learning in this big book. Yes, it was exhausting. It was exhausting living in my head by myself, by my will. I did not know I could surrender to God with the food. I didn't know how to surrender to God with my life and my will. And it has been a gradual process. For me, with the food, I could put it, I put it down right away. There was no way about it. If I continued, I was just going to die anyway, so I'd I, I, you know, and, the, and I heard that, you know, we're not, I'm not going to recover until I put my addiction down and start getting the clarity in my head. And that's what happened to me. And, you know, uh, I'm an overachiever myself. You know, I, I always worried, you know, fearful, worried, suffered with anxieties, trying to do things perfectly. And it caused me a lot, a lot of energy, a lot of burning energy out there, you know. And I thank God, you know, it tells me exactly what I needed to do. And I started practicing, pause, and uh, and wait for God's will. And and I, I every morning say, I, Thy will be done, not mine. 
and uh, then I have less uh, fears and less anxieties because God is the, you know, he's, the, he's my driver. He's my boss now, you know. I'm not the boss of everything and everybody. And life is so much, life goes so much easier for me and this, I don't burn as more, as much energy any more, any longer. And I slow down. Easy does it. Slow down, you know. And that has been really good for me to, to pray and meditate. Meditation slows me down. It works if it really, if we work it. And I, I decided to put all my energy into my recovery with the big book and the 12 steps, you know, and to stop trying to prove things to my family, how good I was or how perfect I was. And I'm um, just so grateful where God has brought me up to this point. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Okay, thank you. Um, we're going to move on to Anita S. Anita, press star one to mute. Anita, are you on the line? Okay, so we'll move on to Kim G. And as Anita comes back, we'll have her share after Kim. Good morning, Drew. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. Wow. You know, this is the, the paragraph or, that I really try to live in. I just want to bring out some points here. So it talks about constantly. You know, we have to constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show. Why is that? Because I'm constantly trying to run the show. I'm still a human being. You know, and I love this. We are in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions I consider these the 11-step promises, you know, and this is just for me personally. You know, when I, for many years in a way, I was taught this was a threefold illness. It's emotional, physical, and spiritual, and I would lock in on that emotions. I have to feel better. I'm going to try to control my emotions. I was on this roller coaster all day long, and when I got to simplicity of the big book where it's a two-fold illness, where it's physical and mental. And when I address the mental part, the mental obsession through the, through the steps, and I get to step 11, these, are, these emotions are addressed. These emotions are evened out as I continue to dig into this work. And the last part, which really affects me, is it says we become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily, so we're not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to, to uh, arrange life to suit ourselves. Because this is my barometer, this is how I can tell, am I spiritually connected? Because if I'm exhausted and, I'm, and I am not efficient, I'm obviously trying to run the show again. You know, and once again, this is for me, that we're taught in page 62 and step three mostly, that what is life like when Kim is running life on herself? And there's a line here on page 62, which I love. It says, sometimes we, they hurt us, other people, seemingly without provocation, but invariably we find that at some time in the past we have made decisions based on self, which later put us in a position to be hurt. So for me personally, when I used to say, well, I, no, 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 you don't understand. I have to practice self-care. I have to set boundaries. I, I, I. That was me making decisions based on self. It was me trying to manage my own life. And what I do now is, 
when I realize I'm not feeling efficient, when I'm totally exhausted because I'm trying to live my life on self-will, I ask God, how can I become more efficient? How can I be less exhausted? How can I be useful to you, my higher power, and the people around me? And I don't practice self-care, and I don't practice setting boundaries. Now, a lot of times I might come up with the same exact answers as if I was doing that, but when I do it based on self, I'm setting myself up for people to hurt me. I'm setting myself up to have this, this, all the, the insanity of pages 60 to 62. But when I do it based on God, I find peace. So what I find in this paragraph, less me, more God. Less me, more God, and the result is more peace. And with that, I pass. Okay, thank you. We're going to give Anita S. another try. Anita S., would you like to share? Okay, I guess she's not on the line. We're going to open it up to sharing again. Who else would like to share on this paragraph? Larry. This is Bella. Can I share? Bella, uh, Larry. I heard Larry first. Bella. And Simona. then I heard um, Leah. And Katie S. And Sima. Sima. What's that? Okay. So Larry K, uh, Bella G, Leah M, Katie F, and Sima. I, I, I didn't get your last initial, Sima. Okay, we'll we'll start off with Larry then. Do thanks so much, Larry K, recovered compulsive reader. Um, you know, it talks about being agitated and doubtful, and um, yeah, I, I, you know, I definitely was someone who, who carried a lot of um, agitation and doubt in my day. And you know, these steps more than removing the obsession to compulsively overeat, it did that for me. Uh, that that's a great benefit. Um, but th- what these steps did, this practical program of action, I always w- want to remember it's action. It served, looking back in hindsight, and, and it continues to unfold, it serves to transform our very mind. You know, we, hey, we, we all wish to be free. You know, we want to become awakened. I wanted to become awakened to this God consciousness that I heard about. See, I saw it in others. I heard it in your voices. And, you know, our minds become trained to, you know, at least mine has to, to shuttle back between prayer and everything else going on in my life during the day. See, because, and, and here's, I'm just sharing my personal experience. As long as I'm restless, irritable, and discontent, as long as I have non-treated, you know, this condition, this non-treated condition, it gets treated with the steps. If, this, if, if we haven't moved through this practical program of action and followed these steps, we're, we're still, we, we may have temporary sobriety, not bad, but it's nothing like what I have today, the peace and serenity that comes today. So, yes, I can pause, I can pray, and then I can proceed. Yeah, I heard those three Ps, you know, pause, pray, and proceed. I heard them somewhere along the way. I can do that today. I wasn't capable of doing that before as long as I had this untreated condition. Really, the, the way I would describe it is an uncon- and the big book does a much better job than I could. It's an untreated condition of self-centeredness, selfishness. That was the root of my problem. 
It manifested itself in many ways. Compulsive overeating was one of them. Treating people poorly was another. Judgmentalism, another. Intolerance, another. So today, because it's been treated, yes, when calamity comes, oh, it, it's, it's on its way. But I can pause, I can pray, and I can proceed. Because I've been through these steps, and by the grace of God, I stay connected. I'm able to lean. I'm able, by the God, God's grace, to lean into these steps each day because um, I have, my, my, my condition has been treated. And that's the difference for me. Thank God for Alcoholics Anonymous. With that, I'll pass. Hey, thank you, Larry. Um, we're going to move on to Bella G. Bella G., you're up. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Bella G., and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Du, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Wow, such a wonderful, wonderful paragraph, and it's everything, the whole paragraph is exactly for me. You know, before the program, I was connected only to my ego. My thinking was black and white, yes and no. And I believed that I am running the show. And I lived in a blaming and judging, blaming and judging others and judging myself. And because my beliefs weren't right, they were very wrong, but I believe in them, I was very tired and very exhausted all the time because I needed to prove my existence. And I needed to prove that I am the best and I am perfect and I know what I am doing and I don't have to learn from nobody because I know everything. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I am not there anymore. And today I am connected to God, to a loving power. And yes, today, you know, I am not afraid to live the present. And for me to live the present is to be able to pause. And it's like when cars are going and moving, we need a traffic light because not all the cars have, can go on the same time, you know, because there is, if, if all the cars will go, if they are in the same direction or no, they will be all the time accidents. And this was my life. My life was a big mess accident because, you know, I needed, I, I couldn't leave my feelings. I didn't know how to leave my feelings. Thank you, God. Today, I know I have the time and the opportunity to pause. And for me to pause is to live the present without fear. You know, I am not... You know, I don't have the control of my life. And today I have the opportunity to see my part and to see God's part. You know, I am here only a messenger, a messenger of God, not my own, my own messenger. And for me to be able to pose is, is the freedom, is the, you know, I am not tired, I am not exhausted, and I have the key to live according to my feelings, the you know, the ability to pose. Thank you, God, I am in this program, and I live the 12 steps one day at a time. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. 
Thank you, Bella G. We'll move on to Leah M. Thank you very much, Do. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. You know, what a concept. <laughs> um, I look at it as, you know, preventive work, you know, to um, go to God in my interactions and when situations rear their head, you know, when I'm agitated or doubtful. And, uh, you know, I live in a very full house. We're all busy, of course, on the line. I do live in a full house. I do have 12 children. I have a couple of in-law kids. I have a couple of grandkids. There's a lot of interactions and a lot of personalities. Um, How do I stay stabilized? You know, because my whole reality only exists in my mind. Um, So prayer is a technique that interrupts my mind. It interrupts it. It allows my mind to... Uh, reach a more elevated level. It, the point of all this is to take my thinking to a different level, to God's vision rather than Leah's vision. And, um, you know, my mind needs a break. And, and I used to take that break by digging my hands into cellophane bags and bakery boxes. Um, but that has been replaced by going to the safe harbor and refuge of God because my experience is that the more I pay attention to this relationship and improve and strengthen this relationship with God, um, then the more my life flourishes in all areas, even though this is counterintuitive and even though this is counterinstinctual and even though it's certainly countercultural, but it works. And, you know, it does take work you know we read it works it really does it works when i work it (laughs) you know the program of recovery is miraculous but it's not magical we become what we practice i was a very very good compulsive overeater perhaps you were too how do we get well we work at it we apply these steps we implement these steps because we become what we practice So, you know, I get to choose the lens through which I'm going to perceive reality. If I want to stay on the level of physicality, then certainly I'm going to experience anger and fear and excitement and foolish decisions and worry. But what if I stretch by working these steps and choose the lens of spirituality, choose the lens of God, then I can feel unity, then I can feel empathy for other people, I can feel love, I can feel tolerance, I can feel cooperation, I want those things, and I want harmony. So God is that point uh, to go to. He's my go-to. He's the boss, all for the boss. So taking that pause is just, um, it works when I work it. Thanks. Thank you, Leah M. We'll move on to Katie Katie F. Katie, you're up. Good morning. This is Katie F., a recovered compulsive overeater. And, you know, this idea of pausing um, when agitated or doubtful, I thought that um, I had to figure out how to never, ever have a bad feeling again, to never... Um, be doubtful and agitated and that if I was, then I was doing something wrong. I kept thinking, you know, and I I don't mean like 
20 years ago. I'm talking about last week. I can still get into this thinking when problems come up that I'm doing something wrong to cause this to happen, that everything is supposed to. If I'm doing my program right, then nothing's going to bother me. And, you know, the good news is um, I don't have to react the same way. And I've learned how to pause. I believe it's a gift from my higher power that I'm able to pause and not create new wreckage every single day as I go throughout my day. And I keep learning and I keep learning and I keep learning. And guess what? (laughs) Those other people that tend to push my buttons, they're not necessarily changing. But I hear them differently. I'm able to... um, discern when I actually need to do something and when um, it's just that's their personality, that's their take on something, and it doesn't really uh, require any action on my part. Um, you know, there's a there's an acronym, NAR, you know, when you give someone a note and, and it's just for their information, you can write NAR, and that means no action required. And I've learned that there are many, many things in my life that I do not need to do anything. I just need to keep doing my part, uh, doing my work, and the rest of the world has their own higher power. And I didn't know that. I thought um, that I was much more important than I really, it turns out I am. You know, it turns out that God is in charge and I'm not. And everything is not my fault, and everything is not my responsibility, and everything is not up to me to fix and change. And, you know, that seems so basic. And yet, as mothers, as career women, as wives, as, you know, husbands, and and all these uh, labels that we have for ourselves, you know, we we get the idea that um, we are important and that, you know, everything is up to me because I'm recovered so I need to fix this and I need to help with this and I have an answer and I have a, a whatever. And, you know, that really isn't the case. And it is so much more peaceful. I'm really grateful and with that I'll pass. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much. Seema, you're up. I, I didn't get your last initial. Seema? Okay. Um, we'll move on. Okay, uh, I'm going to share on this paragraph, but I need maybe two more shares, two or three more shares. Who else would like to share on this paragraph? Janice Janice M. J. Lynn S. I heard, uh, I'm sorry, I heard Janet. I'm not too sure. Janice M. Janice M. And and someone's unmuted. I'm hearing a lot of background noise. Um, okay, I uh, two more shares. Who else? S. Lynn S. Nina J. And somebody P. Am I getting there? I'm sorry. I'm hearing a lot of revol. Karen P. Can you hear me? Karen. Karen. Carrie. Carrie. Okay. Let's let's take those. Uh, I'll start off. Let me just set my timer here. Um, good morning. My name is Duel, and I'm a recover compulsive overeater. 
Um, I, I love this paragraph. I, I really wanted to share on this because, you know, what, it, what is step 11? It's all about the self decreasing and God increasing. And, you know, one of the things that I see from here is that if you're not getting these promises, then I'm doing something wrong because these promises about getting results. And how do I get the promises? Well, I need to do the work. Um, it works. It, it really does. But I need to do the work. And what is the work? I need to look at my fears, my anger, my worries, my self-pity, my foolish decisions. You know, when I'm in these things, I'm burning up energy foolishly because it's negative energy, you know, and it can be draining. Um, so what am I called to do? I'm called to connect to a power greater than myself to give me that positive energy and be filled by it. It's kind of like, you know, um, clean gas energy, right? I put it in a car and I get fuel efficiency. And I don't, I don't need a tune-up until, you know, a, a, a bit ways away, right? So I, I think this is about putting that clean gas efficiency so I don't need a tune-up all the time. Um, but, you know, does that mean that I, I don't need to be tuning up with God um, and these steps? Of course I do, you know. Um, but if I invite God in, then my energy is going to be well spent. And, and I think that's the, the idea to this, that I'm not going to tire easily. If I'm doing it on my own, if I'm tiring out, that's an indicator that I'm not inviting God in. Uh, that's an indicator that I'm in self-will run riot, you know. Because it should be a little smoother. It should be much, much smoother when I tune into God. And, you know, so when I am doubtful, when I am agitated, I can take a pause. I can invite God in. I can invite, you know, to have this energy come into me and be able to practice this a little bit better. And I, and I love this because this is our sixth prayer here. Um, that will be done. There's been five other prayers in, in step 11, and there's been a meditation. And now we're actually called to do action. We're actually called to live this way of life by tuning in to this higher power, by working in collaboration with this higher power, and, you know, co-creating with this higher power. And it's such a beautiful thing um, to see here that we can do that. And with that, I pass. We're going to... Um, Continue with Janice M. Janice, you're up. Well, thank you, and good morning to you, Drew L. This is uh, Janice M., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Massachusetts. You know, it says pause. That was a very hard discipline for me, too, yesterday. Um, yesterday, uh, you know, for many, many years. So the other day, I, um, it, you know, I get better at it. I get better at it. How do I get better at it? If I use it, if I practice, if I practice. I was washing a window yesterday, and, um, oh, I couldn't get it up. I couldn't get it up, you know, and I started getting, you know, my feathers started getting ruffled, and I couldn't put the screen down, and I was afraid that the flies would come in, and I paused. And I said, okay, because see, now I needed the strength because I couldn't put it up. Physical, mental, it doesn't matter. Um, please, God, you know, thy will be done. That's what I said, honest to goodness. Thy will be done, not mine. And you know what? Miracle. I put the window up. I mean, you know, it works. It really does. You know, when, it, when I was in my disease, I invited, I invited those trigger foods in. Nobody popped it in my mouth. I invited, 
it in. I made a choice, and that was in my disease. Now I'm making a choice every day, every day, to invite my higher power in. How do I do that? I start off the day with prayer and meditation. I make a decision. This is who's going, you know, who's going to be the father, who's going to be the director. Um, also, um, it says pause many times each day. Well, what does many mean? Does it mean just morning and night? No. Many is more than four. And um, that, that's what I have to do. Many times. Now, <clears throat> then they, they talk about scoffers, you know, people that ridicule and mock and laugh at people that pray. And, of course, we know that those that have never used it are the ones that, that, that scoff at it because anybody that tries it and sees the results, what happens, uses it, the experience. You know, even doctor's opinion on XXXII, they, he, he earnestly advises every alcoholic, every compulsive overeater to read the book and then come to prayer. I'm just... Um, just saying it, not, not word for word. He, he will come to pray. He will remain to pray. Because why? Because I'm always looking for results. I've looked for results all my life with food plans, etc. But through prayer and meditation, I get the results. I'm not angry as much. <clears throat> okay. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks. Thank you so much. Um, Lynn S., you're up, and uh, unfortunately, you have two minutes. Good morning. Lynn, Lynn S., a recovering compulsive overeater from Toronto, Canada. I love part of the big book because it explains where I go when I don't do this, and I lived so much of my life in excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, and foolish decisions. And they never kind of, I never got one of those at a time. I kind of got the whole bang all at once. I went right there. That was my default. What I really love about the book, though, is the way Bill wrote it. He knows how we are. He knows how we think. That's why he's written almost the same thing on the bottom of 86. And then again, on the very next page, 87, he has to tell me again and again and again I have to see it, the same message, maybe worded a little bit differently. But it, it, it's just amazing to me because he gives us on awakening. He tells us in thinking about our day we may face indecision. We pause, we ask God for inspiration, we relax and take it easy. Directly across the page, the very, that paragraph that matches it, again he tells us. Because we need that constant reminder. I have to be told over and over and over again. Sometimes it's easy to get down on myself and I go, why can't I remember this? Well, he knows we can't. That's why he wrote it that way. Thank God for the book. Thank God all I have to do is do what it says in black and white. Don't really even have to think. Just have to do it. I have to take that action. And when I take that action, I, it changes my thinking and I get the results. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you to everyone who has shared, especially Team Friday. Uh, please join us for a second hour of unrecorded uh, study of the big book. Um, and, you know, it's an opportunity for those that um, 
want to share. Um, you know, we're looking forward to your sharing. You know, um, there was a lot of great response uh, this morning, and we look forward to hearing what you have to say on the second unrecorded hour. We will now close with the reading of the big book on page 164 by the Serenity Prayer. And I am going to ask uh, Janice B. to close us up. Good morning. This is Janice B., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. <clears throat> Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose to you and more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.